What up, man fam? What up, Star Wars fans here and across the galaxy? It's time for an impromptu bonus episode of Mad About Movies with your Star Wars hosts, Kent and Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, buddy. This is uh, one of my... Star Wars Day. It's one of my funnest traditions. (laughs) You know what? It's it's weird. It's honestly weird. Uh, You know... Their strategy behind this, I mean, we knew Celebration was this weekend, Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I woke up at 7 o'clock today, and here we are four hours later, and there's a new Star Wars trailer, and here we are doing a doing a show. <laughs> I had no clue this was happening today, and uh, it's just crazy how how they'll get you. They'll get you, man. Yep. They'll get you good. Disney's pretty good at doing business, as we have learned over the last yeah. couple of uh, days. Exactly. Exactly. So um, we're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about the trailer. We're going to talk about Star Wars Celebration. I watched the panel. I want to talk about that. Um, other announcements have been made regarding Star Wars. We'll talk about that, too. But um, you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah, uh, 14 times. Passed <laughs> out a couple times. But, it, but you know, but better than in the past. Like, usually it's a six-day coma, so I'm, I'm getting better. Getting better. All right, well, let's just get the, uh, the elephant in the room out of the way. Off the top, title of the movie confirmed, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Mm, Got to say it like that, too. Yeah. Contractually obligated. If you're a fan of, of these movies, you have to say it just like Kit did. Skywalker. Yeah. Got to get a deep voice on the end there. What do you think? What do you think of the title? You know, I like the title, but um, given the, la- the, the, the title of Episode 8, The Last Jedi, Brian, are we officially in a rise of the war for the planet of the – because shouldn't <laughs> the rise of Skywalker be, sure. Af- sure. be before yeah. The Last Jedi, you know, and for talking about continuity? But, um, right. I mean, yes. this, this could mean, in my opinion, one of two things. Either um, they bring back Luke in some capacity <laughs> – um, or it's Ray is the Skywalker lineage, and um, that legacy lives on because there's a, there's only one Skywalker that's going to rise here, you know. Or Skywalker is going to rise. But spoiler alert, you know, <laughs> you know the Empire sure. did strike back. Uh, you know, the Jedi did return. Uh, so I think we're, it's safe to say that uh, Skywalker wow, spoiler will rise. Alert, dude, jeez. Um, and so. Something we had talked about on the show before, maybe the past couple of weeks, was um, just speculation-wise, how how much of in uh, in Star Wars land are they in just in self-repair mode, uh, save face mode, mm-hmm. uh, considering mm-hmm. some of the backlash from The Last Jedi? Um, is bringing Skywalker back in this big of a way, you know, doing that? Um, is it negating the uh ray doesn't have any lineage um you know this this whole time this was a skywalker story this is anakin's story Mm -hmm. this is luke's story so for them to stray away from that um in any capacity in this third film i felt would have been disingenuous to you know where where it started and uh if you're gonna Mm -hmm. wrap this thing up um it's got to be skywalker so that's why it made little sense to me the direction um, that they went with Skywalker in um, in Episode Eight. And so, having said that, if they were to bring Mark Hamill back, I think that would be a huge surprise. Um, you know, I don't think anyone has mm-hmm. known he's mm-hmm. been involved or he hasn't been spotted or anything like that. So, um, have, if he comes back in the third act of this movie or something like that, I think that'd be a pretty incredible thing sure. to uh, to happen. Yeah, I think. 
I see both sides on that. I think the most compelling argument for having Ray turn out to be a Skywalker of some sort is just what you said there, Kent, of this has been this has always been the Skywalker saga or this is the ninth movie. It is that's the title of this whole these three trilogies is this the Skywalker saga. Um so it it makes that's to me has been always been the most compelling argument for why she may turn out to be a Skywalker. I am on and I, I realize I'm in the minority. I don't care if she's a Skywalker or not. That's never been I my point when we talked last Jedi uh, a couple of years ago was that that was never what that uh, Force Awakens especially what the movie was about. The movie I don't think was ever asking those questions. I think the fans were asking those questions and and there's something to be said for for fan service and making sure you keep um the majority of the the fan segment uh, happy, not the terrible, gross, trolly sort of fanboy, but the average fan of these movies. It, you know, there's something to be said for fan service, but I just I always felt like I didn't walk out of Force Awakens being like, man, I can't wait to find out who her parents are. I just loved that character so much, and I actually have always I really liked the idea that she what's expressed in Last Jedi that she's just an average person. Cause I think that's a big part of what um, this trilogy is trying to do is give the, the is give star Wars, but more so give the, this is so nerdy. This is the nerdiest thing I'll ever say, but to give the force back to everyone fans, and man. to the, to the fans, to everyone who's watched these movies, who's a part of this universe. That's what I think last Jedi was trying to accomplish. And, um, whether it pulled that off or not is up to uh to up to each individual viewer. So, that being said, I think there's obviously there's a there's a great chance that uh Kylo Ren is lying to Rey in that movie that she does turn out to be um Luke's child or Kylo Ren's sister or something that there's some familial connection there. Um but you could also I think you could probably end up making the case pretty easily that the Skywalker saga still has a, an heir up there because Kylo Ren is a is a Skywalker descendant, and so this may be the way in which that may be it. That may be that may be the only connection there is just closing out um, these nine movies and that story with the last sort of the last remaining Skywalker as it were. I definitely think obviously, I mean, obviously Hamill is, um, voicing over this entire trailer, which was awesome. Super gave me big time goosebumps throughout. Um, and I would be shocked if he's not back in some capacity, you know, as force ghost or whatever. Um, but I, I just want people not to, I think this was a problem with, with last Jedi and, um, there's, there's real problems with last Jedi. There's, continuity issues there's scripting issues there's there's all kinds of stuff i watched last jedi last night with with my kid and there's definitely things that i think are reasonable complaints i i don't think the fact that if she turns out not to be a skywalker at all i don't think that's a, a valid complaint or at least not in the terms of like the outrage that uh <laughs> that has kind of taken over star wars fanboy land of uh just how dare she not be a skywalker and i i think that that's not what the movie is that's not the point of the movies and i don't know that that's i just want people to not be um so caught up on she's going to turn out to be somehow connected to this that if she isn't that we that it invalidates the movie just because 
uh, it didn't meet our fanboy expectations or theories that have been generated over the course of the last five years on the internet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am, I, no, am I, I clear on that? Yeah, okay. I see. We all need to have a more open mind um, and realize that these are fiction, fictional stories. And <laughs> sure. that's not how it happened. Uh, mode <laughs> right. never got anybody anywhere, really. And by the way, that right. shirt is for purchase on our website. If you want our <laughs> yeah. sad George Lucas shirt, it's now shipping. And that's not a joke. Um, there's a couple things here. Um, first of all, JJ kind of set the stage with episode seven with all this about where they were going to go with this in his mind. I think where he wanted it to go and where Ryan Johnson took it probably or probably most likely were two different directions. Um, For the most part, what I've heard just in the rumor mill of things uh, in star Wars land is that JJ Abrams and episode seven and that whole film and all the little Easter eggs they put the visions and the flashbacks and all the all that stuff is essentially like the you know J.J. Abrams was famous for the show Lost and that show is famous for let's say planting seeds that go nowhere and never had a plan and it's like we'll figure this Mm -hmm. out later um and Lindelof special right Mm -hmm. and the J.J. special uh you know that's what he's made his life off of is teasing things and I mean if anybody watched the panel, I mean, he is very good at just saying nothing, and but also wanting you to scream, just like, just say it, just say it, you know. <laughs> and so, it's 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 the same with that. And um, I think he kind of planted the seed, and you know, where he was going to take it was probably a different direction than Ryan Johnson took it. And Ryan Johnson has said, you know, if you watch the documentary on the on the Last Jedi and all that, he said is his number one goal going in was for you to leave the theater and saying to say wow, that's not where I expected them to go with that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And he accomplished that. (laughs) Um, But I think for the most part with episode nine, what they should do is give people the movie that they expect and want. You know, I think that's probably what pleased most people about episode seven was for the most part is what the people expected and wanted it to be. And it didn't really subvert expectations in a way that would make you angry. So for, you know, all I'm saying is you've got to play to the fans what the fans like about it and then, you know, go from there. But if you're not playing what the fans like about it to begin with, I think you've lost um, you've lost a lot of people. Um, so I, I think J.J. Abrams has much more, you know, I like Ryan Johnson's direction, but I, I, I think it's much, I don't know if, if bringing him into the Skywalker saga was maybe the best choice. I think maybe all along they yeah. probably should have given him his own trilogy and said, Create characters, do your own thing, because he's, I don't know, I don't know if it was right for him. And I think, I think their confidence after the success of The Force Awakens and Ryan Johnson's success and, and, you know, how personable he is and he's a great guy and very talented, maybe they gave him a little too much freedom and maybe, maybe, maybe a more restrained film is going to work better for everybody. Um, and, and that's what I expect this time around. I don't expect it to take as many turns as the last Jedi did and to, mm-hmm. and to frankly piss as many people off as the last Jedi did. Um, I think, right. I think right. a lot, it's going to win more people over. It's going to say, wow, you know, they really, they really know what star Wars is about. And they, man, they could really say thank you to the old fans and bring in the new fans and, and have everybody just kind of celebrate so to speak, uh, Star Wars. And I hope that's yeah. the feeling we get is, is yes. triumphant. You know, the feeling you got when, when you walked out of the first one and they're 
they're on the trophy in the trophy ceremony and the and the fanfare is going mm-hmm. off and it's mm-hmm. just like we're all celebrating. I want I want it to end like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're I think you're you're dead on there, and that's what I want to. I I think we should specify just one more time to make clear we're what you're saying there, Kent is. And and I agree with you. We we want kind of a unified front with Star Wars fans because it's always been this has always been such a fun franchise until the last like two years, and then it has not been fun uh, to be a real serious fan of of this series because of all the kind of toxic back and forth that has surrounded it. When when you say we want um, we don't want to piss off the fans, we want to all that sort of stuff. We I just in case we're having new listeners, or we we what we're talking about are the are the people like us, like the regular, the normal fans who just want these movies to be great and want to um, have this endearing legacy of what these movies mean, not the terrible uh, internet trolls that are angry because there's a woman on screen, you know, and things like that. That's not, those people can, uh, whatever, eat butts or kick rocks or get out. We don't, we, that's not who we're, I don't think anybody needs to be interested. Go in, somewhere in else for your movie talk. Yeah. preserving their uh feelings or whatever um but you're you're spot on this um i have loved star wars my entire life it's been i mean truly of pop cultural stuff it's been my my favorite or second favorite thing in the entire world and i i love this series and it has been so unfun to talk Star Wars for the last year. And and I think part of that is fair and justified, and part of it is very not fair and unjustified. But it's just gotten to a place where it's like if someone starts talking Star Wars, used to be, I'd be so pumped to get involved in the conversation. And now I'm just like walking away. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. And I, But I I think you're spot on, Kent. And I, I get the – I mean, this trailer has been out as we were recording for like maybe 30 minutes. But it feels like that has already been kind of reinvigorated. Like, people are very excited, and that feels good. <laughs> like, it feels good to be back in a place where um, we're just all just pumped to see what Star Wars is going to be. And I think you're right. J.J. is – he was the perfect the perfect choice to start this whole thing off again, and he is the perfect choice to – to end it. And um and I, and I think you're probably right with with Brian Johnson too. I you know, I'm I love Last Jedi. I'll stand by it and and despite its flaws. But I think you're right. I think Ryan Johnson as great of a director as he can be and what a just awesome dude he is. I think he may have not he probably wasn't the right choice to be in the chair for that middle film. And also, I think he was asked to do I think he was asked to do some dirty work for the franchise and take some hits um, in terms of the inclusion piece and some other things as well that I, 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 I don't know. I've always felt like he, he kind of was brought in to take some, to take some lumps for the franchise and then we're going to reward you with your own trilogy somewhere down the line. But uh, yeah, that but anyway, be, that that's be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Very probably possible. plenty on that. So let's talk the trailer, man. Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, this trailer, just to just to um, go back on uh, on resetting here, it's a teaser trailer. Um, there will be another trailer, likely uh, around August or so. I would say, you know, sure, um, sure. that'll be full length and it'll be two and a half minutes. This is a minute trailer, and uh, it shows us very little other than a couple of uh, a couple of uh, voiceovers, and uh, I believe that's a Luke voiceover, correct? Yeah, I, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Is a Luke voiceover. Um, the 
it, it opens very similar to uh, the past two teaser trailers with Ray. Uh, the first um, teaser trailer for the um, uh, the Force Awakens was actually Finn waking in the desert and um, you know discovering the crashed um, Tie Fighter and all that. And so this one starts out with um, Ray in the desert. Um, I, I'm assuming it's her home planet. We don't know. I guess planets. I'm sure there will be an article out in the next ten minutes or so that'll explain uh, what every what every reference was. But we're, we're, <laughs> sure, we're literally sure. watched the trailer and and hit record here. So, um, and so Ray's training in the desert. We hear a Tie Fighter in the background, and um, she turns on her lightsaber and does a backflip, essentially jumping over the light over the Tie Fighter with the lightsaber. And um, not sure if she cuts it in half because the frame cuts out right then and says, you know, every beginning, you know, every legend has a beginning or whatever. Every generation has a legend or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Something cheesy. Yeah. And every generation has a legend. Okay. Yeah. That was really it. Wow. That doesn't make any, I don't think that makes any sense, but, um, and, uh, and so we get glimpses from then on. Um, really, uh, we get glimpses of returning characters, new characters, droids, um, creatures. It's the typical star Wars teaser. Um, glimpses of Kylo Ren who's returning mask off and then we see Kylo repairing the mask which we had talked mm. about in the last Jedi so that was a big mistake to destroy the mask because how cool it was um maybe he's writing that wrong pretty uh pretty um pretty fast with this one um bringing that back I saw they had a um like a big mural at Star Wars celebration you know like a giant mm. mural of the whole Star Wars universe and the mm-hmm. very end section was blacked out, like they had a sheet over it, and um, and they took the sheet off, and it was just like two other characters. It was Poe, and it was Kylo, and it was like a Killer Mary trans character, but Kylo had the mask on, and so I guess they were hiding the fact that he gets the mask back. Um, but wh- I don't understand why they're trying to hide that because. I don't know that people would have known that that was an episode nine image of Kylo if they just put it on this giant mural and like, oh, there's Kylo Ren. Okay, well, you know, that's that's what Mm kind of makes it fishy to me, like um, bringing that back. uh, So we get that we get Finn and Poe back together. Um, They're shown together in a shot. So I'm assuming they're going to team up again. Uh, They Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that, which we'll talk about the panel here in a second. But um, but yeah, uh, new droid. Called D O. Um, uh, we have a new creature named Claude, who's like a worm creature guy. Uh, very weird creature, you know. Uh, I guess what's the creature? Rick Baker creature, creature yeah. shop or whatever. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Looking and very Star Wars looking, and so it all leads to seeing Lando Calrissian in the Falcon again, which is cool. Yeah. Really cool. That laugh is awesome. Yeah. It's just a really cool moment. And uh, we get Princess Leia. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, hugging Ray, And then we get a um, – everything cuts out to um, v- Luke's iconic line from, I believe, uh, Return of the Jedi of no one's, no one's ever really dead. Um, no one's ever really gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, – then you hear the snarl of Emperor Palpatine. Um, yeah. So 
bringing back Palpatine in some capacity. Um, maybe Luke and Palpatine go face to face for once, and that's how this thing ends. Uh, mm. Or Ray kills Palpatine, and that's how this thing ends. And it's generations after the original Anakin, you know, that this finally ends for Palpatine. That it's it's a it's an interesting angle. I gotta say. Good swerve job. I never, I didn't think they would go down that road. I thought maybe yeah, Darth same. Maul would would have been where they went because they introduced him in in Solo. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. It's it's cool. And and uh, at the panel, they showed the they showed the trailer, debuted the trailer, and then uh, Palpatine was on stage and said, "Roll it again." And then they rolled the trailer again at the at Star Wars Celebration. So really cool <laughs> reveal. Um, it got me. I didn't. I did not. Of all the yeah, directions, I yeah. thought they were going to come with this one. It was not. Let's bring back Palpatine. Let's call this thing Skywalker. And uh, so good. Good way to subvert expectations with that one, I guess. If you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah reaction no, to the trailer, man. I thought it was. Look, they've they have crushed these trailers up to this point. I mean, we've done trailer breakdowns for. Um, we did for both of the Force Awakens trailers, and I think both of the Last Jedi trailers, right? I think I we think did, so. and Rogue One too. I think we did. I, think we, I don't anyway. think we did Solo, but I think we did Rogue One. I know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. So we've done these a bunch. Um, that and so I probably said before, like the Force Awakens trailer when it dropped, the teaser. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the I don't know ten best days of my of my life oh, yeah. as a as a parent because it just. Um, gosh, that was, I mean, I'm getting a little emotional thinking, but, but it's, I was so pumped to have that back and I love star Wars so much. And we have shared from, from day one, you were the one who broke the news to me that, um, that Lucas had sold the rights to Disney, that they were going to be making films and stuff. Um, so we've been, we've been, you and I have been connected to this from the very beginning and, um, watching that first trailer with my kid was like the greatest thing in the world. And then a couple months later when it, they did that Monday night football. Um, the full trailer on Monday night football was, was another one of like the greatest moments of, of my life as a parent. And, um, so they have crushed these trailers. The last Jedi trailers were incredible. So it's, it's, it's hard to, um, I know there's so many people that didn't like last Jedi, but they all probably were super pumped on the trailer. Cause the trailers are great. This one's great as well. It's a, it's a perfect teaser. I've have continued to say like, I hope we get to a place at some point where, this is all we do for these kinds of movies. Like I love movie trailers, but there is a point for these huge blockbuster type films um, that we could just say, let's stop doing trailers altogether or just do this kind of thing. Like do a, do a teaser trailer, give us nothing that uh, gives away anything or takes away anything from the experience. And uh, cause we're all going to go see this, right? Like there's probably no one at home who's like, I don't know. I'm pretty much out on Star Wars, and then they see this trailer, like, okay, now you got me. You know, that's that's how it seems odd that we're going to get another one of these in in a couple months because this is a perfect, this is a perfect glance. This is all we really need. You get, you kind of are getting set up for the whole plot. Um, just you know, obviously the the very very broad strokes um, for this whole movie with this what is it minute and a half minute and a half two minute trailer. It's awesome. I love the voiceover. The narration there is is incredibly well written, and and Hamill's voice is just so good in that in that context. You know, it's just so good to hear him uh, to hear him speak. I 
I think the the footage looks great. I love, you know, we're starting out with Ray because this is her story. This is her chapter of the story. I'm pumped to to see that. And uh, gosh, Lando and and Chewie and, and the Falcon was awesome. That to me will be the thing that I remember most about the Force Awakens trailers was the the introduction of the Falcon and Han and Chewie with you know with Chewie we're home and all that stuff. So that feels very uh, nostalgic and perfect, and I love that. And then the, the the concluding the the laugh is is pretty great. And I, I'm with you. I didn't. I don't spend a lot of time. I know this is a weird thing for somebody who is as um, into Star Wars as I am and have always been, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about what the plot of the future movies is going to be and digging into the extended universe and the fan theories and all that sort of stuff because it's just so vast and dense. And and you get these things like what what happened with Last Jedi, where people were just very angry um, for really no no real reason, just because they it didn't meet their expectations so i i just kind of stay out of that stuff i haven't thought about it too much but as soon as i heard the laugh i thought oh man that's that's a strong that's a strong play that's a very that could be a very interesting plot point and obviously could be a huge uh part of this this uh movie as a whole but uh yeah man i, I loved it i thought it was a great trailer i'm pumped for what uh what we're gonna get out of this and um, that to me was a, that's a perfect teaser. But what about you? Where are your thoughts on this? You know, I, I think it's a great teaser. I mean, what else can I say? Um, mm. I only want to be teased here. And, um, I got pretty frustrated watching the panel because of how little they said. I mean, they spent an hour up there and said absolutely nothing that would give any indication of the direction they're going with the movie other than, mm. Uh, JJ and Kathleen Kennedy got up. First of all, Stephen Colbert hosts the panel, um, announced him. He came up there, told a couple of bit jokes, um, and then picked up a binder of very selectively vetted pre-screen questions to ask <laughs> um, Kathleen mm-hmm, Kennedy mm-hmm. and everybody and tried to kind of subvert that a little bit, but they weren't having it. <laughs> um, Kathleen Kennedy gets up there. JJ Abrams, they they introduce everybody. Um, he says that the really the direction they're going is this movie is much more of an adventure movie. That the trio of Ray, Finn, and Poe is going to be at the at the center. Um, it's more of them together going out on a story. That this movie takes place a little bit after the Last Jedi. That some time has passed. Um, that it's not picking up from the next day of The Last Jedi or anything like that, like they did very much with uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're going to see kind of how they've grown since then, what their relationships are. Um, and, yeah, they, they really said that this is really the end of, that, that this trilogy is the third act of a three-act play with the prequels, with the original trilogy and this. And that this is the final, final act of, uh, you know, that. So there's even more pressure to live up to the expectation and everything. Um, And they drop some hints that Princess Leia is very involved, Carrie Fisher. They, you know, had footage of her. They had shot scenes with her uh, before she passed. And a lot of that they got in the writer's room with Chris Terrio and their writing staff and J.J. and really 
structured scenes around what they knew they had of her, lines that they had, situations they had, and so they can make her a central part of this. And so I think that's mm-hmm. that's just something else to look forward to is seeing Carrie Fisher in another movie as Princess Leia for the last time. I think will be will be really. And he he was just saying like it's such a weird thing to for her to be gone, but yet to still work with her because you know you're cutting scenes with her and everything, so you're still create in the creative process with her even though she's not with us anymore it's 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 really interesting um that they can do that um but there's no cg princess leia no none of that no they didn't bring her back the paul walker way or anything like that so all the stuff that they used i believe is stuff that she had shot already so that's reassuring um they were very secretive um frustratingly secretive and especially considering they drop a trailer the end of this. I mean, they wouldn't even say who's involved, well, you know, what if Skywalkers or, or anything, you know, during the panel. And then they negate all that with the trailer. So and it's very frustrating. Just, I think they need to be a little bit more informative. I love it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's essentially them saying no to selections. I mean, questions that they had selected and saying, we can't answer that to questions that they chose. It's it's very weird. Um, thing, but go back and watch the panel. Um, they brought yeah. they brought on Anthony Daniels. Um, he's back. He's a beating. Um, <laughs> R two is back. Um, then they brought out Billy D Williams. Fans love that. Um, this is his first time back as Lando, so that's exciting. As the as the I guess new legacy cast members, what they would call them. Um, mm-hmm. They introduced a new cast member, Naomi. Um, I don't know her last name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Naomi is her is her name. She plays a character named Jana, who could be Lando's daughter. They kind of hinted that at that, maybe. Um, joked about that. And she looked badass. So go look at the photo of Jana in uh, the new Star Wars movie. She looks like a scavenger, like really frizzy hair, like roughed up, a rough neck character. That's going to be pretty cool to see where they go with her. Um, in this, uh, Finn is back. Like I said, he says he's found his place in the resistance now. So he's a more integral part of the resistance and he's less swaying between the empire and the resistance. Like he's been, um, Mm -hmm. Kylo Ren, like I mentioned is back. They have that new creature, Claude, um, Kelly Marie Tran is back as well. She got a huge ovation, which was cool to see. Um, and Jonas Suotamo is back as, Chewbacca and uh awesome. big ovation for him and for Peter Mayhew, who he gave props to about kind of ha- passing the torch to him. Um, and question that I had just watching this trailer, I wonder if they're going to bring back the Fox fanfare for this movie, the 20th century Fox, like yeah, drum fanfare. Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool thing to Absolutely. see before this. Um, now that they yeah. have the rights to that, they could do that. that the old school. That would be fantastic. I hope they do that. I hope they have the foresight to do that that would be that would be great just a little extra touch you know yeah yeah that'd be great man what's crazy with this this the um i mean there's many things that are crazy with this but the cast list is so deep um that you know you you i know they brought out all these people for the for the panel today i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back and watch that later i didn't get a chance this afternoon or this morning but they also have kind of still in the back pocket uh, Richard E. Grant is playing a role at some point in this. Dominic Moynihan, and most intriguingly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does look a lot like you, 
Most intriguingly, he gets all the roles I should have gotten. It's like we're looking for a guy that looks like this. <laughs> you did try oh, out for Lost. I, w- I wish the, you would have gotten. I should have. would have been. Yeah, I I should have tried out for Lost, and I should have been a Hobbit like eight times, and it never happened. <laughs> man, we'd be in a pretty sweet studio. Oh right yeah, if, uh, if you'd been a Hobbit. Uh, Still reboot man, it. Queen of the the Queen of us all, Carrie Russell is still oh, yeah. floating out. Good there. point. She's, she's she's part of this. Man, so, that would have been. Man, I wish she. I wish they had revealed what what. Uh, but she's her involvement is in this. Yeah, they're keeping her under lock and key. That might which, be uh, Ray's I mean, mom or something, or yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a huge, huge yeah. thing, or it could be such a small thing that it gets cut. Like I know Matt Smith, the guy who used to be um, the doctor or yeah. whatever, um, he got cut entirely. They've said he's not, he's no longer in the movie. Not so in, not in episode nine. Yeah, so I don't know what happened, and that could be a lie too. He could be prominently featured. No one, no one knows. I love. I know you were angry that they're being so close-lipped about everything i like i understand the the sentiment of like it's a freaking movie guys like, well, it's like it's like they're up there to do like a panel like don't hold a panel if you're not gonna yeah. say anything sure. i mean they're just like all right it's we can tell you that it's star wars you know it's gonna there's gonna be lightsabers <laughs> uh, you know like that's right. that's all we can say yeah. it's like no it's not sure. you can tell us more there's more <laughs> you can say without spoiling it they're not gonna spoil it i don't know what I would I would have been frustrated had I flown up there and all that. It's like really I could have just watched this trailer and watched the panel. <laughs> like, um, I guess it's it's better than nothing. But um, yeah. you expect I guess you expect the uh, the director and producer to be able to control the message a little bit better than like mm. they act like they can't. They don't even know if they can say anything. Which, um, yeah. But I mean, that's a small. It's not a complaint at all. It's just funny how. They hold a press conference and it's like next question, next question, mm-hmm, <laughs> next mm-hmm. question. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. I get that. I I would prefer. I guess I would say I'd prefer that over the opposite of of giving out too much information. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Sort of so yeah, so don't go the Tom Holland route of. <laughs> There's a great <laughs> compilation on YouTube of Tom Holland spoiling stuff in press conferences. <laughs> it's great. It's like yeah. eight minutes long too. Um, go look that up. Um, so, just kind of touch on where we think they're going to go with this before we wrap it up. And uh, you mentioned earlier about Kylo and, and Ray. You know, I just can't get out of my mind in Episode 7 where, you know, I guess it's General Hux says there's a girl or it's Captain Phasma that says, you know, there, there was a girl on the planet and he's like, a girl where, you know, like he knows about, he knew about her. He knows mm-hmm. about a girl somewhere. I don't know if it's just the having the visions thing, but he seems to have that, she, that she was a part of his past at some point. Um, whether they're twins, I don't know. Um, and maybe the rise of Skywalker is, is actually Kylo because he's kind of Skywalker yeah. because he's got yeah. Leia, you know, exactly. His mom. Yeah. I think so. that's, that's a maybe reasonable, both of them. Yeah, maybe they'd be very... like, "We're family. Let's do this. You know, let's unite." <laughs> yeah. And and it's the balance of the dark and light that this is all about. You know, right? Oh, absolutely. That, that's what balance I was going to ask you. Do you think? Do you think there's redemption for Kylo Ren at the end of this? I think there has to be. I think okay. I I don't see them just murdering him. Um, okay, just you, because of how sympathetic you... they've made him this whole time. Sure. Do you think? I guess that. The real maybe the real question is: Do you think there is redemption in life for him? As in, he's we're gonna flip him. He's gonna turn back to the the light side. We're gonna battle the emperor ghost together or whatever. Or 
is it a Darth Vader type redemption of, you know, my last breath is to uh, come back to the light side. That's to me, maybe yeah. that's more maybe, the question. Maybe it's the same way of they're together fighting the emperor and he throws himself in front of the emperor and saves Ray or something. And that's it. And they bond okay. and that, and that maybe, maybe it's self-sacrifice, okay. but I don't see them. I don't see Ray and Kylo fighting to the death at the end of this in any capacity. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I think there's a possibility that they could, she could just be like, come, come with me, man. Let's, let's do this. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Let's go rule the galaxy together as, as brother and sister or whatever. I think that would be a cool, I mean, because it was, it was the, uh, the return of the Jedi that we learned about them being twins, right? Um, Luke and Leia. So, I mean, to figure out Kylo and, and Ray are twins would not be the weirdest, um, twist or reveal. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's all possible. It's all on the table. And I'm honestly okay with whatever aggression they go with Kylo, as long as they don't just murder him. Because I think, like I said, they're, he, he he was nearly a protagonist in the last Jedi, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in that one. Iconic yeah, sequence. no, I think, so, um, I think you, I think you have to offer him just from a, I don't know, like a storytelling perspective and a narrative perspective. You, you have to offer him re- some redemption, but I, I think personally, and I, again, I don't, it, I don't put that much thought into it, but I think personally what we've seen in the, the previous two films with him killing Han and then, trying to kill Leia and then um you know the throne room of of taking down Snoke and uh and having an opportunity to team up with Rey and then but only wanting to do it in an evil way I think we're past the point of redemption in life for him I think he I think he has to die and I hope that just from a because I I because I love Adam Driver and I love that character and I think he's such a cool interesting bad guy um, whereas so many villains are are not particularly interesting, I I I hope that he has an opportunity to to have redemption in death. You know what I mean, and and do something that uh, redeems him in his in his final grip. But I can't, um, I just in my own estimate, I can't I can't believe I don't think we're gonna get a team up between the two of them up at least up until the very end of of the movie. That's my guess. I love the shot of Ray looking out into the ocean and seeing like the piece of the was it the Death Star? Yes, um, that's so cool. Sitting in the ocean, the fallen so Death cool. Star. Yeah, that looks awesome. That's th- that's what these tra- maybe even more than anything else. These trailers over the course of the last uh, five years, or whatever, have have nailed, um, including a a scene, a shot, a something that will give the star. You know the the. Uh, the old school Star Wars fans, um, a shot of a journal, mm-hmm. give them goosebumps, give you something to really remember about that trailer. And that's, to me, that's, it's the two shots on that are Lando and Chewie jumping to hyperdrive. And then that last, really the last shot of the whole trailer where you see the remains of the second Death Star crashed into this plant. That is such a great. That is such a great shot. I'm sure by the time we get done recording this podcast, that that shot is going to be all over uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. Like that's just mm-hmm. such a cool, cool thing to look at visually and emotionally. I mean, it really has. <laughs> it, it says it says a lot in that shot. I think. Yeah, really cool with the three of the characters there staring into it uh, yeah. at it and stuff, and couldn't realize the the scale of the whole thing. 
So, um, I assume John Williams, this will be his last hurrah with, with Star Wars. Mm. And uh, they're in the editing process now. They're in special, you know, doing visual effects and everything. And I'm assuming in the next, you know, by July or August, they'll have, they'll have a cut ready. And um, wow, it, it's, it's all ending. But all, let's end this conversation with this. Basically, Disney said, announced as well today, that this is it for Star Wars for a while, theatrically. Yeah, um, yeah. They're taking a break. They're going to release this movie. And my guess is at least two years until we see another Star Wars movie, uh, maybe mm-hmm. three. So I guess 2022, maybe we see another one. But uh, don't expect one next year. Don't expect one the year after. They're going to go, I'm assuming, into deep, deep pre-production into the next phase of what they're going to do theatrically yeah. after yeah. this. Uh, take their take their time, reset, um, really get in with Ryan Johnson, and, you know, see what he's got, see what the scripts are for his new, new project. D.B. Weiss uh, and company will be done with Game of Thrones by then, and they'll yeah. be able to – David Boynoff, is that his name? Uh, well, uh, Bernie, uh, gosh, now I'm blanking. Uh, Benioff. Benioff. I don't know how to pronounce anything. Um, that's my they, job. they, <laughs> exactly. They will, you know, be done with Game of Thrones for a while and they're developing a trilogy as well. So we'll see what direction they go, but there's no rush to do anything. I completely agree with mm-hmm. him, especially with the announcement, the, the first look yesterday at the Mandalorian and what they're doing on the streaming side of things to kind of keep the fans happy for a while, which I think is a, is a smart move and take their time with, with the next move. We don't need yeah. another star Wars story anytime soon. I think everybody can agree on that. And, you know, rogue one was, was well received, you know, solo less so, but I don't think, I don't think it's a smart investment to water down the theatrical experience like that. And, oh yeah. Uh, and and yeah. I think they it's smart for them to, to realize that and it'll make, listen, they can make another movie next year and and release it and we'll go see it. But I think to mm-hmm. build the anticipation for episode nine is their job. And I think to say this is the last Star Wars movie is going to do that. <laughs> and, yeah, and, no, no, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. And it, look, it's uh, Solo was financially was a disaster. I really like Solo. I, I think you did, too. Um, it was it was a very it was a fun movie. It's certainly not up to the standard of, of the best of the Star Wars movies, but I, I enjoyed Solo plenty for what it was it was a disaster financially um and there's no there's no way around that so i think that shook them a little bit and probably honestly can't i think we're gonna say we're gonna look back on this in 10 years uh in our old man podcast home or whatever where we continue to do this for some reason um we will we'll look back on that and say that actually is probably a really good thing for the franchise or the universe i guess because i think it made them I think they thought because I thought this. I think I think Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of them thought, man, we can pump out a Star Wars movie every year for the rest of eternity, and everyone's going to go see it, and our baseline is going to be just like, like Marvel. A, because yeah, Marvel did be it, like, guys. Yeah, Marvel did absolutely. it. Yeah, it's going to be like a three hundred million dollar profit yeah. every single time. And I think that seeing that that's not necessarily the case, I think that made made them kind of put the brakes on stuff, and and that's a great thing. That's a we can trash them uh, if you if you want. You can trash them for making the decision to make that movie in the first place and how poorly it did and blah 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 blah. Um, but then I think you have to you have to come back with the. I'm not saying you did that. I'm just saying if you're out there listening and you want to bet, that's fine. But then you have to come back with the idea that uh, to counter that with yeah. And then they they took a step back and said, 
So that's not working. So let's do something differently. And that, I mean, gosh, what what a difference that would make for the DC universe, right? Like if they just would have paused after uh, Batman v Superman or something and said, hey, maybe we should reconsider how we're doing things and, uh, you know, take a little self-reflection and think about doing something differently. That's, I think that's what's done here. I think it's smart to build up that Disney plus announcement yesterday was incredible. Like that was such a great, um, a brilliant presentation and you're going to get at least two and maybe three star Wars series, live action star Wars series on that platform and, and probably more before, um, it's, we'll probably get more of those announced over the next couple of years. So you get an opportunity to build that. Um, and then you can come back with your next trilogy or whatever in 2023 or, or whatever and beyond and it just gives you time as a studio to kind of not just reset but to really plan out okay what are the stories we we really need and want to tell and what are the stories that we are just printing money on you know what i mean and i think that that to me has been one of the big takeaways from the strategy of the last couple years is is changing or last year anyway is a, a changing tone on um, what Star Wars movies need to be made and what stars, Star Wars movies are just filler to have a movie every year. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think the biggest stroke of genius at the end of this will be, man, bringing JJ on board and bringing him back is what saved this whole thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, be, they couldn't have afforded, sure. they could not have afforded a Ryan Johnson response from the first, from episode seven, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. It would have sank the whole brand um so man let's steer us home jj you got mm-hmm. this let's lens yep. flare this thing home baby <laughs> you're our king let's do it let's do it um i'm excited about it though i'm excited about the new the new droids i love me some droids um not a lot of first order in this yeah because i but i love the first order i actually it's weird um and i'm not making this up um yesterday i was thinking about the title of the new one and I thought of Rise of the First Order, but mm-hmm. I was like, they'll never do that because the First Order can't win this, you know? Right. It has to be – so I was like, Rise of the Resistance maybe, mm-hmm. but then you can't give it away then. So this is – Rise of Skywalker is way more ambiguous, I guess. You can't Rise mm-hmm. of the Jedi because we've had Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi. Um, there's no Empire. Rise of the Empire right. wouldn't have worked. So right. this right. makes this makes sense and – and uh, I just hope the First Order is heavily involved. I hope they do a First Order live-action series. I want more about that. I want more sure. where the Empire went after Vader yeah. uh, content in my life. I'm with you on that, too. You, you, I think, I want to say it's been they so said long. The, they had the Knights of Ren in a poster that leaked yeah. a couple, yeah. but they did not show them in the trailer. Maybe that's the reveal for yeah, could the, be. Uh, the, the full trailer. But could be. Ahead. Yeah, many years ago, we've done 400 million episodes uh, on this show, so I don't remember when, but I, I feel like you said at some point, Kent, that you felt like, or that your theory on the First Order was going to be that the, um, that they, it's like a revival of these people who kind of pieced together what the Empire was from uh, scrap memory, from mm-hmm. the remains of, of the technology, from all that sort of stuff, and I've... That didn't turn out quite to be what it was, but I always thought that was such a cool idea of like how if 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 we lived, I don't know, 
that gets too too deep into the woods, but that the idea of kind of piecing together what the empire it's like was. finding an old stormtrooper helmet and then yeah. being like, "Whoa, and these are this is a stormtrooper yeah. helmet. Let's recreate right. this." And, and then that's what put, the new one looks like, you right? Know? And then piecing yeah. it together. I thought that yeah. was a really cool concept. So I'm with you. I would love to see more. I, that's one of the only things that I would like to see a, a, a real origin story on is is yeah. the first order because I think that gap between I think the gap between episode. Um, Six and seven. Uh, yeah, would be fascinating. And I've, I, I also, I, I've always, I think the gap between episode um, three and four would be interesting too. I know Rogue One kind of fit within that, but um, mm-hmm. as a, as an old, old school, big time nerd Star Wars fan, the like when the books started coming out again in like nineteen ninety five or something when Lucas got um, rights back and they started doing the extended universe, pretty much every single thing that came out for the first few years was all post return of the Jedi. And I, I just, I love that stuff. I thought it was so interesting and just seeing how um, it, most of it too was written from the perspective of, of the, the, uh, the rebels of trying to like reunify the galaxy after defeating the empire and stuff. But um yeah the, the first order's rise to power is a really interesting concept that could be i think could be mined um, it's it's well. e- man it's an easy an easy tv show um yeah. i think you could do a general thrawn live action series too mm-hmm. um for tv clone wars maybe at some point bring that back um i love the mandalorian aspect yeah. of things that they're that they're exploring that and not going to just do a boba fett movie mm-hmm. which is uh not happening now i guess officially so yeah or at least is on the back burner so yeah. far back that we won't see it for a while exactly so i guess that about wraps it up for this impromptu bonus star wars conversation until Boom. we can get richard's thoughts on it but uh he has seen it he texted us during this episode and said <laughs> and said wow that title so it's intriguing yeah. to him which he's, he's never intrigued by star wars so <laughs> right there's no woods something. in this entire trailer though so i think just yeah. i think that may help uh, it might have helped help him, him yeah the lack of woods yeah there's a forest but no woods so that's good <laughs> right right which he's he's oddly okay be- with forests but woods <laughs> yeah i don't there's know something, it's weird there's something creepy jungles about, he's good with the but woods right woods yeah okay big he's a he's really anti-tiger woods just because of the name <laughs> just can't can't even watch a tournament with all right. All right. Um, thanks for listening to this. If you want more from us, we have a VIP uh, Patreon feed. Uh, we, we talked uh, Hellboy earlier this week, the original Hellboy, 15 years since that. Um, and uh, we got a Harry Potter episode dropping today, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, continuing Ooh. our retrospective series on that. So if you want more content from us, aside from this yeah. feed on iTunes, uh, check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com yeah. slash VIP. Cool. And if you're here for the first time because you're a Star Wars fan, you may want to go back. We did back in right before Force Awakens came out in 2015. We reviewed all six of the first uh, Star Wars films, so the, the prequels and the originals, and we have episodes on each of those. In addition to Force Awakens, uh, The Last Jedi, Rogue One, yeah, Solo trailer episodes. There's tons of Star Wars content out on our feed. We'd love for you to go back and listen to that as well if you're new to the show. Yeah, we have we actually have two episodes on. On the Last Jedi and two on Force Awakens, so <laughs> right, uh, right. So yeah. so some of those might be on the website if they're not on iTunes. Everything's sure. on the website. Just go there, search it, and and you'll be good. All right. Yeah. So next week, uh, I think we're taking a week off. Maybe um, 
uh, we're talking Hellboy on the main feed, but then we've got that Curse of La Llorona. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do on the main feed after that. But uh, Oh, hey, yeah. we have our, our 500th, our 500th episode. episode. That's what we'll it be is. We'll be during yeah. that week. be great. Or, Very cool. And we'll spoil it here. If you've listened to the end of this episode, we're talking mm-hmm. our favorite movies of the 2000s. So 2000 yeah. to 2009 for that episode, yeah. 500. So look forward It'll to that. Fun. Okay. Thanks, cool. Brian. We'll yeah, talk man. to you soon. We'll see you all in a galaxy far, far away. Goodbye. Oh.